Welcome to another episode of The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Well, welcome, everyone. I'm so excited you're listening in, and I'm so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, he'll be sharing about how the problem is actually the solution and why you secretly want that big problem to stay and don't realize it. That is very intriguing. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. My guest is an award-winning author, international speaker, and reality interventionist. That is the first time I've heard that, and I love it. Entrepreneurs and coaches hire to rewrite their business stories and with them, their reality, because most people are unknowingly addicted to stories of adversity and struggle. That's the truth. And left with a lack of success, confidence, and freedom. Our guest helps you to eliminate, terminate, and annihilate your unconscious addiction to these stories in order to ignite a stream of high-paying clients while fueling an abundance of free time, money, and energy. Oh my gosh, we all want that. So with no further ado, I'm so grateful to have with us today, Shiraz Babu. Shiraz, it's so great to have you here today. Thank you for having me, Sharon. It's great to be here. Oh, thank you. So uh, Shiraz, I always like to ask all my guests, because my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, what does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you? It means that it... You always like it seems obvious you always continue and it doesn't end. Uh, but it's just like if you go to the gym and you want to work out and create a, a great body, once you get that great body, you don't say, well, I've got it. I don't have to do anything anymore. Mm. Right? So right. it's a matter of constantly doing the work, doing the maintenance, taking yourself to the next level, uh, despite any any obstacles that come up or those voices in you that say, you know what, you've done enough. You can stop now. <laughs> oh yeah i want people to really let that soak in because that's powerful now can you share one challenge that stands out that you've faced that's helped you to activate that more in you and people usually say just one and yeah just one <laughs> <laughs> so one of the challenges that well actually one, the big one is the one that that started all this off is that I used to have rheumatoid arthritis mm. and it comes back every now and then. And the crazy thing is now it's not an illness that I have to deal with. It's an early warning system. Mm. So whenever I start feeling the arthritis kicking in, I know there's another th- challenge I've got to overcome and I've got to, and because it'll pop up once or twice a year that I'll get get the pain coming in. That's another challenge. I know this is just going to be what's going to happen for happening for the rest of my life. But what it's cool, what's cool is that my body now says, here's a challenge. I'm giving you the signal. Here's a challenge. Overcome Mm -hmm. it. And if I'm not persistent and continuing to do the work to get myself to the next level, then I'll end up in pain with my body deforming again and unable to do anything except suffer. 
So you've really shifted that perception of that arthritis into it's actually a positive thing when it shows up. It's a warning signal. It's kind of like an alarm. It's a, it's something that is alerting you. It, it, it's really a, a friendly alert. Yes. To say, right. A friendly alert, like, Hey, here's an opportunity for you to move past something and move into another level. That is a very powerful way to look at something like a, you know, like a health bump, or a, yeah. or a glitch or, you know, whatever we want to call it, you know, I just like, you know, a, 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 you know, some kind of a reminder, even I love how you've like shifted those and reframed those words even, you know, because it really is. I mean, to me, that's one of the most um, things that are most in our face, right? A health thing, you know, something like chronic pain of some cork, because it's always there. And, you know, I, I think oftentimes for people to make a shift, that's one of the most challenging things to make a shift on because there's people telling you, well, you can't ever heal that, right? I mean, we've got a whole medical community telling you that yeah. you've got a lot of conditioned, you know, people saying, well, you can't really do anything about it. So, I mean, there are others that say, that say something else, but you're choosing to really see that as like a divine curriculum, Right. Yeah. I mean, that otherwise, is, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't mean, like, that way, in that way for years. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I love that because you really shift that. And you did, in fact, you know, um, rid yourself of that in a chronic way. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's through and this is kind of how all, everything that you're doing really was born. Right. Yes. I mean, that's an amazing story. So, you know, it really catapulted you to be doing this work. So, I mean, you know, that really was um, a blessing in a lot of ways, even though it didn't look like a blessing at the time. Oh, it did not feel like a blessing at the time. Not at all. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this and I myself have dealt with, you know, um, I've been blessed my whole life to really pretty much be pain-free. So, you know, if I get a headache or something, oh my God, is this what happens when people have migraines? And, you know, my friend that has a migraine said, no, it's nothing like that. <laughs> right. But, but I'm so, you know, hypersensitive to it because, you know, that's not how my body feels that I have such compassion and just for people that are managing those kinds of things on a day-to-day basis. So I'm really appreciative of you, you know, coming into this space to be able to share, you know, more about that with people. So let's talk about, um, cause you, you, you have some um, interesting ways of seeing things. I want people to really kind of reframe and really get what you're sharing here. But the first thing is I would like to ask is um, how are unconscious stories, which you say we don't even know about often, which I absolutely, how are those unconscious stories affecting our prosperity relationships and health as we want to grow our business? Oftentimes we're focused on what we want. But your subconscious is focused on what it doesn't want. Okay. So as you're trying to create what you want, if that contradicts what your subconscious doesn't want, it will it will sabotage you. Right. So for for instance, one of my clients, she does um, grief and trauma counseling. Mm-hmm. She does one on one coaching, and she's been she was able to get up to four people joining her program a month. Mm-hmm. 
and it was about it was about two thousand dollar program. So she was making a decent living, but she, she wanted to do six seven people a month because that's better income. She helps more people, but it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So, but she'd never get past four, and she couldn't figure out why. And she worked with business coaches. She she tried promotions. She's trying all the physical things to solve the problem, like we tend to do. Mm-hmm. But we started looking at well, why doesn't she want more than four? And when we looked into it, she had this unconscious belief that if she went past four, it may not stop at six or seven. It may go to 15 or 20 or 30 people wanting to work with her. Yeah, complete overwhelm. And the simple solution is, well, just say no to them, right? Once you've reached your max, say no. It seems seems obvious, except they're coming to her for grief or trauma. She'd feel like crap. I can't turn away people that are, I've got to work with everyone and I don't want to do that ultimately. So her subconscious said, here's your choices. You stay where you are, or you either go into overwhelm or or shame. Those are your choices. Right. And and when we open when we opened her up to other choices, like are there people you know that you trust that can handle the people that you can't? She's like, Well, yeah, there's there's several that went to school with me and have the same certification. They're really good. Said send them to those people, and maybe they'll even send you a referral fee so you can make money off people you're not even working on. And we worked on a couple other things that it just completely changed her mindset on ha- having to having a more than four clients. And by that afternoon, she had her fifth client for the month. And by the next week, she had her sixth client for the month. And, and now she consistently gets six or seven clients every month. Wow. I mean, that is really powerful because, as you said, these were unconscious stories and they were they were um in a way a lose-lose situation yeah. right her i mean her subconscious was in a way kind of trying to protect her from the overwhelm it sounds like in some ways right but they, yeah. but it was a lose-lose so there wasn't any way for her to really win in the situation but you reframed it and that opened up the energy yeah and this is the thing your subconscious would rather keep you out of emotional distress than mm-hmm. bad physical circumstances. So poverty is preferable to guilt. Physical um, ailments is preferable to shame. <laughs> like it's, it's, it doesn't care about the physical. It's all about the emotional. And the biggest ones are guilt, shame, and heartbreak. It will do whatever it can to keep you out of the possibility, not even the surety, the possibility that you might go into guilt, shame, or heartbreak. Oh, I want to write that down. Guilt, shame, or heartbreak yeah. is what our unconscious is just absolutely does not want us to experience any of that or the possibility. Now, that was an important thing you said. Yeah. So worrying about that or even thinking that there could be a possibility of guilt, shame, or heartbreak, then our unconscious will do whatever to sabotage whatever we think we're wanting so we don't have any of that. Yeah, because in the case of this woman, like she didn't know how many people would show up to her if she went past four. It could have only been five. Right. But because there's that possibility. What if it's 99? Oh, we're just not going to take that chance. Right. Oh, wow. That is a really good that, that's a really powerful one. I want people to really get that. So how are we addicted to situations of struggle in our life and business? So you say there's there we have an addiction to struggle. I've never heard that before, but I got goosebumps when I, when I read it, you know, on some of your points that we were to talk about. So how are we addicted to situations of struggle? Does it go back to that same idea? 
that, you know, our unconscious doesn't want us to feel the guilt, shame, or heartbreak. So what, where's it's, the addiction come in? It starts there, but there's, there's actually multiple ways we get addicted to our current circumstances like struggle. Mm-hmm. And number one is whenever a situation plays out that you say will play out, you get to be right. And people choose being right over being wealthy, healthy, um, successful, having wonderful relationships. They love being right. So if you've been taught life is a struggle and struggle keeps showing up for you, then you're like, well, yeah, life is a struggle. I get to be right again. Well, look, another struggle. I get to be right again. And you you actually get a hit of dopamine every time you're right. And you can build a dopamine addiction to specific stories. So the other thing is, if you're taught that you don't deserve it unless it's hard, you can create struggle so that you feel you're deserving of everything you get. And so you make sure things don't become easy because then you don't you don't deserve them or they're not or they're not going to be as valuable as they as you think they are. So now you're creating unconsciously putting extra struggle into your life. You're creating obstacles to sh- that show up in your life and you have to deal with them, you get through them. And it doesn't take you to the next level where you're trying to go to. It just takes you back to where you started because you have to go down into the struggle and come back up again. And so now you're doing that. And then the final way is your body's actually addicted to the emotions you experience with struggle, which is usually something like frustration. And when you're in a, an emotion most of the time, whatever it becomes your default emotion, your cells actually create receptors to receive the chemicals associated with that emotion. So every emotion causes your body to put out specific chemicals in in different quantities. And so when you put out, when you're in love, certain chemicals come out. When you're hating someone, chemicals come out. When you're frustrated, chemicals come out. And whichever one you're in the most, because of course you have different emotions all the time, you get receptors for that. So when you decide, I'm going to get out of struggle, I'm going to get out of this frustrating emotion I'm in all the time, and I'm going to go to happiness, then you start being happy. But then your cells are like, where are the chemicals we're used to? These receptors are supposed to sit there for those specific chemicals. So your body actually sends a signal up to your brain, make this person frustrated so we can get our fix. And then you create frustration. You go, oh, my God, I was happy and now I'm frustrated. Your body's actually going, oh, thank God. And then you just keep repeating that cycle. You actually have to go through a withdrawal period until you have receptors formed for the new default emotion. And then you're addicted to that emotion. Well, how do people start? I know you probably your free gift tells them more of that, but like, <laughs> and like, go back to the example of your client since we have yep. a reference point. So your client needed to shift the framework of the whole idea and get into which one of these three was her unconscious really afraid of the guilt, shame, or heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And the guilt was a big one. And shame, it sounded like was in there too. Yeah. Um, so how did you then support her to go through this withdrawal of the addiction? Because she had an addiction to it being struggle, right? Yes. Yes. So it comes down to uh, when you when you feel yourself slipping back into it, you've got to do some work. And like with the, the free gift I have helps you do that work. But it's to get you back into that new space. The biggest problem with people... Uh, getting out of this addiction is you don't know you're addicted right because on uh, to the surface it just looks like something just went bad something just happened that caused you to go into frustration right you Mm -hmm. don't think that oh 
I cause something to go bad to put me in frustration so my body can get its fix. And that that shift in awareness can help you stay out of the addiction. You're like, oh, this is just a withdrawal. Let's go back to being happy. Oh, I see. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's why, and I know your free gift's going to help us more with that, but that's why we don't know we're addicted to certain situations. We don't realize that that addiction is causing the chemicals that our body is now used to. So it's a big cycle until we break that addiction. Yes. But that starts with getting clear on what are the stories, right? Going back to exactly. the beginning. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is the thing, like I said, it's going to look to you like this is just what happens in life. Right. Like, it's just like, <laughs> well, I, it wasn't my fault that this happened. It just showed up. This is, you know, this is what happened in, in the, in my life today or in yes. my business or whatever. Right. Yeah. So. So what you have to realize is any persistent problem that you have in your life is an addiction. Okay. So then you have to say, well, what am I getting out of this? What, what is the benefit that I'm not seeing that helps me with that, that this problem is helping me solve? So for her, not getting enough clients was helping her solve avoidance of overwhelm or, or shame. <laughs> so... And it happens for every person. Like one of the big things people come to me for is money. Mm-hmm. Right? And a question I'd like to ask people is, are you, are you okay if you made an extra $100,000 a year? And everyone's like, yeah, of course I would be. And I can tell when your conscious beliefs match your unconscious beliefs. So I can tell when they're not actually truthful about that. Mm-hmm. And 99% of the time when they say, yeah, that would be great. It's actually coming up as a lie. So we start digging down, finding out. And one of the common things that comes up is, well, if I have an extra hundred thousand dollars a year, people are going to start coming up and saying, can I have some money? Can you invest in my business? Are you giving your money to the family? You need to take care of everyone first. And all this weight of responsibility or a, a, a fear of being guilted into something or, you know, um, worry that you're going to have to give up what you, what you've worked so hard to, uh, to gain all that comes up and your subconscious is just says, you know what, if we don't make that money, we don't have to experience any of those emotions. Mm, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's tricky. Yeah. So and that's again, really good. Because you yeah. Open that, open the light. You shed the light on that. Yeah. And again, consciously what happens, why am I not making the money? I'm doing everything I can to make the money. The money's not showing up unconsciously, oh, we're exactly where we need to be. So we don't have those people coming to us about the money. Wow. I'm just sitting with that. That's amazing. I have never thought of it about that that way. That's powerful. Huh, it's going to let people really soak that in. So how can simple intentions shift our whole reality? Because you say that that's, that's something that we can start to use to shift our reality. Yes. So just like your brain doesn't care about physical circumstances, it only cares about the emotional. When you start to set an intention that this is what I'm going to do, or this is how I'm going to react or how I'm going to be, and you start to imagine that, your brain doesn't care if it's real or imagined. It treats everything as real. So if you start to imagine Let's say you want to make more money and you imagine people coming up and saying, hey, can I have some money? And you're just like, no, 
it's not for you. And there's no guilt. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no argument about it. It's just like, no, this is mine. Then your brain says, oh, that's how I'm going to react to people ask, ask me for money. So I don't have to worry anymore. And so the more you do this on, on all, all these different aspects of what you worry about, what you think is going to happen, and just even how you feel in general, the more your brain thinks, well, this is what I do. This is how I how I act, even though it's not real, it's just imagined. And eventually that just becomes who you are and how you act. So the whole idea of just seeing and feeling what you want, even if you don't believe it, is effective because if you do it enough, then your brain, because you said your brain, and we've heard that before, you know, that the, your brain doesn't know what, whether something's real or not. But I, th I think people stop there and are kind of like, okay, well, I don't really see how that makes the connection. But the way you're explaining it, you can really see how that would be the place to start, right? Is to start to begin to imagine what you want, but then do you, do you um, start to um, notice what feelings are coming up? So maybe you can start to, let's say you start to imagine that you're making $100,000. Let's just use your example. Mm -hmm. So someone's saying, yeah, I really do want to make $100,000. I want to, um, and I want to keep it or I want to give it to causes that feel good. I want to, you know, do whatever it is I want to do with it. So would they then what would be the next step just to kind of give us a little bit more of that? Would they then notice like, how do they feel when that's coming up to try to find the unconscious stories or how, how, how might they move towards that? Since you gave such a good example. So uh, you're, you're correct in there is notice the feelings that come up because the initial feeling is going to be, yeah, this is going to be great and all, and all that. All right. When you start to sit with it and see your life and what's happening, then the other stuff starts to bubble up. And you can tell you don't want something when you say you want it, but either verbally or mentally, there's as long as, right? Uh -huh. I'll, I'll, I'm willing to have as much money as possible as long as no one asks me for it, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> right. So any as long as is a, I don't actually want this. Mm. That's great. So that that as long as is kind of like, a little bit of a detective clue mm -hmm. about what are those unconscious stories. Am I on track on that? Yeah. And and some people will say it and it's, and it feels like an obvious statement. Like I'd like to have a lot of money as long as I don't become one of those rich, greedy, you know, Whatever. Um, that are out there. And you're like, well, okay, then you don't want money. Right. And it's not that you have to be willing to be one of those people, but as long as, as long as there's an, as long as uh -huh. that's you saying, I don't want it. I see. Right. Because that, that's ex expressing your unconscious fear of what might happen. So how do Pete, so go along with that scenario. And I know your gift is going to really walk us through this, but so, so, you know, what do people begin to do? You start to imagine it and you start to look at what are the along as, and then you work with some of your tools to start mm -hmm. shifting the along, you know, as long as, cause those, so you, you first just notice them, I would think, right. Just yeah. like, okay, well, all right, that's what it is. You know, that that's, what's coming up and not judge it. And then you're going to share with us more about some tools in your gift that will help us to begin to start kind of reprogramming that. Yeah. So with the, as long as it's all resistance, Right. right. And in order to get what you want, you have to be completely out of resistance. And like I, I said 
at the beginning is that you want to go towards the thing you want, but your subconscious is concerned with getting away from the things it doesn't want. Right. And the more resistance you are in to not have something, the more resistance you're actually in to have that same thing. And people don't understand that. They think, well, I have to resist not getting the bad thing and powerfully want the good thing. But you actually only powerfully want the good thing without the resistance to the bad thing. Because your intention is, I'm just going to get the good thing. When it becomes so matter of fact that it's just going to happen, then it just happens. Right. When you have to struggle to get it and be determined and no matter what, I'm going to make this happen. That's actually resistance. You can still get results, but you're in resistance. But when you are in a space of, oh, no, I'm just going to be that successful or this, this, my business is going to do amazing. And there's no doubt then it has to happen. By universal law, it has to happen. And therein lies the the key is to get into the no doubt part, yeah. right? To get into the lack of resistance. So can you tell us more about that? And is that the key to creating bigger results in our business, in our life? It, you know, yeah. right? So that's kind of the next thing that you wanted to share a bit about. So that's the key to everything. Okay. Write that down, everybody. That's key. You heard it here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but that's it. When you think it's going to happen without any doubt, without any resistance, it happens. Right. Uh, So, and I've seen people do this for things they don't like. Right. Uh, One of my clients, I remember she was talking and she said, you know, I was trying to uh, get this work done, but something went wrong because something always goes wrong. And there was no resistance in this phrase. Something always goes wrong. Ah. It was was just matter of fact for her. Oh, so that just manifests because there's no resistance. She just has that expectation. Yes. But you could intuitively feel that you have that ability, I sense, to intuitively feel where the energy is being activated, right? So you heard her say that and you could you could hear it and you could feel it, but that was just so matter of fact for her. She wasn't. Yeah. And that's when you helped her see, well, did you do you see like you have no resistance to something always goes wrong? Mm-hmm. And so that's you just right. think okay. in your life where there's the exact same thing that it, that's just what happens. And whether it's good or bad, that that's just what happens. Feeling is the feeling you want for anything you want to create. So how did you mentor her through that? Give us like, I love these visuals you're giving, by the way, it's really great. So she had that. And then, and then where did you go from there with her? When you recognize that? Yeah. I had to get her to recognize, look how look, Look at that feeling you have when you say something always goes wrong. And and she like it was funny because the first time she's like, but that's what happens. Every something always does go wrong. <laughs> of <Right>? course it does. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but that's powerful. You know, because didn't she feel so incredibly empowered? I got mm-hmm. goosebumps. I can feel how incredibly empowered she felt. <laughs> I mean, didn't she feel so incredibly empowered when she finally got that? It was sort of like, oh, I could have a V8. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, wait a minute. 
I have been doing this. It's like when people say, well, you know, uh, relationships or whatever. Well, I never meet anybody because they're always, you know, taken or whatever. Well, that's always their story. That's always what happens. But they have no resistance to that. And that is that is an incredible uh, insight that regardless of what we have the resistant, no resistance to, that's what manifests. And the crazy thing is this belief that you have will alter your perception of the reality around you. Mm, Like look around in our world. I mean, you know, there's a lot of different realities people are living. Yes. I was actually at a a singles, uh, not retreat, but just an event. Mm -hmm. And I was at a table. There were two girls and four guys at the table. And for some reason, the other three guys got into a conversation about sports with each other. And I'm like, well, you can <laughs> with two girls at a singles event, I'm happy to do that. Right. So, <laughs> but when I started talking to the girls, eventually one of the, one of the girls said, you know what the biggest problem for women dating is? And I'm like, Oh, please tell me oh. twice as many single women as there are single men. So we always have to fight over the men. Ah. And I'm like, Oh, really? And I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, there's about an equal number of men and women in the world. So it should be about the same unless women are hoarding men somewhere. (laughs) But that was her belief. And so that's her experience. And that's her experience. And then she justified it. She goes, look, even now, there's two of us talking to one of you. There's twice as many of us. If either of us wants you, then we have to fight over you. And I looked at her. I said, there are three other men at this table. (laughs) And the look in her face was like, I just broke her brain. Because she had stopped perceiving them. She couldn't see them during our conversation. Right. They were invisible. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That's so powerful. Goosebumps. So we have to have you back because this is, I mean, this is really, like you said, the key to everything. And I know in your gift you can talk a little bit about that i know you break this down more for people to be able to start you know applying this because i can think right now how many times you must walk around and people out in the world and whenever somebody says something like oh this line's always long they you know these these tellers here you know they never have enough tellers yep. <laughs> right? i'm just thinking of something i heard today when i was in in the store and now i think i'm going to listen in a different way <laughs> because i thought you know it's funny i always i never have i never have to wait here uh, you know, and I said that to the guys that I never have to wait here. And, and they opened one right next door. And he's like, I can take you right here, ma'am. Yeah. And I said, oh, uh, that's never my experience here. I don't, I always get right in. Yeah. And then they opened Hold on that to that said, story, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he, he looked at me like, he said, well, that never happens. I said, yeah, well, that always happens for me. <laughs> you know, and then I was just <laughs> laughing. I said, oh, well, you can come next, you know, and then was the funniest thing. The girl, when I, when they went to open the other one there, they, they came over and there was a problem with the machine. Mm. And so they had to close. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm sitting here thinking, I have no resistance to the, in that store. I always think I'm always going to get in there. They're always nice. It's always a great experience when I go in there and I'm thinking to myself, now this is a small thing, but I'm just kind of, you know, like processing it as you're talking. It's a small thing, but I have no resistance. And that is my experience there. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. But I wouldn't think that's a big deal. But now if I can just apply that, 
<laughs> to the rest of you know my experience, and we all can do that, then that really is the key. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is the crazy thing is it's wow. all about the story and yeah. not the size of the story. Yeah. Right. So you could get into the story like I, I always make a million dollars every year. It's just what happens. <laughs> and as, as long as there's no resistance and it's just matter of fact for you, it's going to happen. Right. But there's the thing. And that's where your gift comes in. I hoping <laughs> that you're going to help us to say like, all right, yeah, I would love that to be a reality. So now how do I move through that? So tell us about your, your free gift, because this is really, this is like blowing my mind in a way because I have never, ever thought about something like that, that I've no resistance to, and it just always manifests. I just, and matter of fact, if it didn't, it wouldn't be a big deal. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, it's, it would be okay. I'd figure, well, you know, I'll be in this line. It's all right. Where am I going? Yeah, it's all right. So, um, but it does. So, but that's a small thing, but there is no small things, right? Like yep. to create a castle or a button. I mean, it's the same process. So tell us a little bit about your um, your free gift, because I'm just so excited to get that. Okay. So in order to manifest something in the world and on the, the technical side, in order to start rewriting the neurons in your brain, which cause you to think the thoughts you, you do, you have to focus on something and maintain that focus for about 30 seconds. Okay. Most people can maintain their focus for less than seven seconds. Yes. <laughs> so you see the problem. Yes. I okay. Do. So these are focusing audios that train you to hold a thought for longer than 30 seconds. And the cool thing is the shortest one is only two minutes long because you only need two minutes to try practicing holding a thought for more than 30 seconds. Like technically you only need 30 seconds, 31 seconds, but <laughs> 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 well, you but gave us two minutes. So, two minutes. so there's a, there's a two minute ones, there's five minute ones, and there's 12 minute ones. And the way I do it is I start my day by doing a 12 minute one. And then through the day, I just do a two or a five as needed. Uh, sometimes just because I want to, because I want to keep in the practice, but other times, because I know if I do this before something important, like a sales call or a, a special meeting or getting on a podcast, I can just take two minutes, calm myself down, get that focus and get, get myself into the space of, oh, this is just what's going to happen today. Right. So these exercises teach you to get that focus. You can hold the thought. And then from there, you start choosing what thoughts do I want to hold and just practice through the day. Hold the thought for 30 seconds. Imagine yourself, if you want to speak, imagine yourself up on stage completely confident, not nervous, and doing a talk and hold that for 30 seconds. You can even imagine yourself doing exercises, stretching beyond your limits by just imagining and holding that focus of you doing it for longer than 30 seconds, right? Anything you want, hold that thought. And these, these uh, audios are there to train you to be able to do that. Now, um, because you talked about the thoughts that might come up that are you know, resistant or those unconscious stories, it seems to me that's not a long enough time for all that to, to bubble up because I've got the, you know, cause you're training and focusing. So say more about that since you talked about that part. There, well, there's, there's two elements to changing, to rewiring everything. Number one is discovering what the unconscious beliefs are 
Okay. Which crumbles the success barrier. And number two is building up your mental muscles so you're strong enough to to bust through the success barrier. And when you put them together, anything you want to achieve, you can achieve. Okay. So when you come back, you're going to talk more about the unconscious barriers then, right? We talked a little bit about that, but would that make sense? Yes, that's exactly. We start with the focusing. It's like we're, you know, training our muscles. We start with the focusing. Then we have you back and and talk about the unconscious barriers. I I, I really, honestly, um, you whatever focusing audio you did today, I just, I'm hearing this information in a, in a really new way. And it's really connecting a lot of dots for me. And I, I can feel people that are listening to this, the same thing's happening. Like, you know, ahas are happening, you know, because it's kind of like, we know this at a deep level, right. But you just, you just like re- helped us remember it is what I'm getting. Thank you. Yeah, really, really amazing. I'm really appreciative of your light and your service. And I'm holding the vision for you that this um, arthritis is just, you know, is a passing thing that just doesn't even want to come and visit you. (laughs) It just doesn't even want to visit. It's just had enough visiting. At this this point, I am still grateful that it it pops up and, and says, hey, you got, you got to deal with something now. And then I'm like, yeah, I mean, but, but visit very, you know, just a little visit and then we go. Um, So is there anything um, Shiraz you want to say in closing that you feel guided to share with folks? Okay. Well, two things. Number one, a warning about the audios. They don't work if you don't use them. (laughs) (laughs) And and it seems obvious, but how many people buy a gym membership and then never attend? Yes. (laughs) So you can download them. But then listen to them. <laughs> yes. And and do you recommend, I mean, you said start with the 12-minute, I kind of do your regime. I love the idea of 12 minutes of focus mm-hmm. when we can't even focus for seven seconds. I mean, so you, can, you can start off with the two minutes if that works for you. I just find that in the morning, I'm in that space, I can do 12 yeah. minutes. And 12 yeah. minutes is not a long time. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. But I love the idea that, so when you use these, just so I get a, a, a framework. Okay, let's go back to your thing where, you know, everyone here are spiritual entrepreneurs. They want to, you know, make plenty of money because they want to do whatever they're going to do with it and help whoever they're going to help with it and just have fun with it. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> just have fun, you know, with your with all that. Um, so let's say they start with your 12-minute one in the morning. And then do you just guide them through kind of what to be thinking about? You know, how well, they know what they want to think about the image. Do you just guide them through how to focus with that? that yeah, image? So I, I guide them through a focusing exercise so that they can learn to just hold a focus at any time and very easily. So, and these things, this isn't just, you. I mean, you absolutely can sit down and listen to the audios, but... Several of them are designed so you can do it while you're out for a walk or doing your dishes or eating your lunch. Right. Right. So it doesn't have to interfere with your day, but that makes you more focused and present throughout your day. Yes. And 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 a, and a focused multitasker because you you're present with, you know, washing the dishes or taking the dog for a walk, but you're also training yourself to focus so that you can manifest. Yes more easily which is our birthright Mm -hmm. and so you're really moving back into your birthright so i'm i'm very very appreciative for you putting these together i know i'm definitely going to 
going to get them. And I want to encourage everyone to go and get them. You know, you're listening to this podcast for a reason. There's no accident you're here. So take this as a sign, go get them and download and just start. Don't let your subconscious, I mean, what would your subconscious be thinking? Guilt, shame, or heartbreak? I mean, why wouldn't you be doing these? What would your subconscious be saying that would sabotage you? Oh, things might get really great. And then people (laughs) will want all your money, (laughs) right? Okay, so then you're going to know how to focus and you're going to know how to manage that. So anything else you want to share in closing, Shiraz? I'm so appreciative of your time today. The the last thing is just be happy. Um, uh, like most people think, well, I, I try to be happy, but I laugh every single day. Yes. And like a big belly laugh. There's, And it's not like I go out and say, I need to have a big belly laugh. But for me, that's just what happens every single day. And so that's the emotion my body's now addicted to. Mm. So when you start to just be happier in general and laugh a lot more, your body will get addicted to that state. And what stops a lot of people is they're afraid to be too happy because people look at it and go, what's wrong with you? What drugs are you on? <laughs> right? So, But when you're willing to be the happiest person in the room, be silly, be outrageous, it's going to change everything in your life. I love how you've really made this simple because I think a lot of times, and that might be part of what stories we're telling ourselves, like, you know, well, I've gotten into this pattern, I've gotten into this situation, it's going to be so difficult to get out of it, right? You know, you can't turn an ocean liner around on a dime, you know, whatever, name the story. But what I love about what you're doing is you're really making it very elegant and and simple. Um, it's just that we need to do it. Yeah, that's the hardest part. <laughs> that's <laughs> the hardest, right? Just do it because there's a part of us that will sabotage us from doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, we have to just say, so what do we say to people when they say, yeah, you know, I get, I get those audios and then I just don't do it. Now, of course, we know that that's their reality because mm-hmm. they just said that. So what would you say to someone like that? How can they move past that or, or, or have um, no resistance to doing it? So the, you come from both sides. Number one is though you're listening to subconscious saboteurs. Do you want to keep listening to your saboteurs or do you want to change your life? Oh, okay. And, and the other thing is, if you, if you really want that life you say you want, what are you willing to do to get it? Because most people aren't willing to do a tenth of what's required to get the life they want. Which is the focus. It's the energy. I mean, you haven't even said here, you know, spend um, 16 hours a day, you you know, with your nose to the grindstone in your business. That's not what you're saying. Yeah. I'm I'm saying spend a minimum of 12 minutes doing these exercises each day. And and if you can't find 12 minutes in a day, there's there's a lot of problems you need to work on. (laughs) There's your sign. There's a problem if you can't find 12 minutes, but that's going to amplify what I'm getting is that's going to amplify the actual physical effort that you do like exponentially. Yes. By by focusing that 12 minutes. So we're all going to, I just want to encourage everyone, make a commitment to yourself. You're going to get the audios and 
12 minutes a day. Now, how many days does it take to really start to reprogram? Is that seven days? Is that five? I mean, if, if someone were doing this every day for 12 minutes, there's going to come a point when it does start to become a habit, right? It starts to become just like, you you know, you sort of, you're, you know, expect that you're going to be doing it. Yeah. Do you have a sense of that? Is it a week? Is it? It's, it's different for, for different people, but you have to look at it literally like looking at a gym training. Yeah. Right. How often are you going and how much are you doing each day? Yeah, that's when that's how you're going to see the results. And if you stop doing it, you're going to lose the results you've got. You're you're look at it like building mental muscles. If you're not exercising them, they atrophy. Yes. So I do this every single day. And again, it doesn't take up a lot of time in my day. And if I do have like a really busy schedule, then I don't do the 12 minute ones. I do the two minute ones here and there. So I still get them in. Right. But if you do the 12 minute and it's going to exponentially um, increase the results that you're getting by just learning how to focus, mm-hmm. then you know you're doing a disservice to yourself by not doing it. And I know it's going to be enjoyable. Spending that 12 minutes in focus, energy is enjoyable. Yeah. You know, it's very enjoyable. So, oh, that's the thing. So if you're doing this 12. 12 minutes and I'm focusing, is my body going to get that little hit? Yes. That dopamine hit, like, whoa, I don't even need that coffee. I could just do this 12 minute thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, that's, that's, there you that's go. The fun thing. And here's the thing the worst case scenario with doing these audios on a regular basis is that your your life doesn't change in the amount of success you have, but things don't upset you. You stay calm, focused, and a lot happier all the time, no matter what's going on around you. Mm. Now, if that's all you get out of it, I think it's worth it. But since I've been doing it, um, I've been able to focus on, well, this is just what happens in my life. And things like uh, if a big bill comes up, like there was the last last year or the year before, uh, I had a bill for like $3,000 unexpectedly hit me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, before it would be like, oh my God, where am I going to get $3,000 for? This is crazy. I'm going to have to work on all this stuff. And I thought, oh, yeah, whenever I have a big bill in, some bigger thing comes in to bring me income. So let's just see what happens. And that that's the story for me now. And oh, I ended up- have an expectation of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, then we're just expecting something going to come in bigger than this. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love and it. It was great. Oh. And then like $5,000 arrived. And I'm Absolutely. Like, oh, there it is. And see, then, then you get the, 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 the evidence that it's there. Oh, there it is. <laughs> You're like, okay. Then you start to build the expectation of that. Yes, exactly. After a certain amount of things, you just can't even argue with it anymore. Yep. Like, well, this is the way it is for me. Just like when I said to the guy in line and I was laughing, I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, I mean, usually I get right through in here. I mean, so, and, you know, he's just really kind of cranky and, and then when they opened that up, I thought, what a great universal sign to this guy. Like, look, <laughs> you know, and there you go. It opened. So I I just so appreciate you. Well, I could talk to you all day and I'm so grateful for everything that you're doing. And I really want to encourage people to get that. That's on the episode page. So make sure you get it because you we can't guarantee how long these things are going to be up, folks. So you want to get it immediately. Make a commitment to yourself. Um, I'm going right now and I'm getting that and I'm going to start tomorrow or I'm going to start today. You can start today. You don't have to do it first thing in the morning. Do the 12 minute thing right now, right after this. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to even start the first thing, but I, I would really, I'm, I'm holding the vision for people to make a commitment, like, you know, try it for a week. You know, for me, the whole gym thing, if I can do something for like three days, I'm usually in a mode. You know, it takes like three days before I say, oh, see, I can, I can do that. You know, that, that was good. So whatever your time frame is, if you say, oh, it takes a week, I mean, make a commitment. This is my request to everyone because this is really powerful information that will transform your life. And it is something that is the key to everything. And I think you said it right there, the key to everything. You know, we read all these books, we take these programs. I mean, really, this is the key to everything. So Charles, thank you so much for being here. I'm so appreciative to you and we will have you back for sure. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Everybody, we will see you next time and we see you living lives of love, joy, peace, health, prosperity in all ways, all ways. See you back here next time, everybody. Do you hate selling, yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com slash masterclass.